Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling World. As always, I'm your host, Austin Boyer, and I hope everyone is having a great week and a great day. We have a lot to talk about on this episode of Wrestling World, but before we get started, I just want to thank you all for listening. I appreciate everyone, and I want to take this time to just really say thank you for your support. When I started this podcast a few months ago, I didn't expect this to go as far as it did. I didn't expect myself to get as far as I did. So I'm I'm very surprised and I'm very happy. And I just want to thank you all for listening. We have so much more to come with this podcast. I have so many ideas, so many new segments I want to do. And that'll be coming soon. Because I want to take this podcast on a new approach. I I want to do new things with this podcast. I'm still going to talk about pro wrestling, but I want to venture out and talk about different types of pro wrestling. We'll get into Lucha Underground. Um, a few others, you know. Maybe talk about the Attitude Era a little bit. But we'll definitely get into something new and I'm very excited for what's to come. So yeah. There's going to be so much more to come and I'm so excited to share this with you. I will be getting some new guests on here soon. The focus for next week's episode and the future episodes is to have more guests on this podcast so I'm reaching out to you the fans of my podcast if you want to talk about pro wrestling please contact me if you want to be a guest I will gladly have you on my show I would love to have you on my show because I don't just want to have pro wrestlers on my show. Of course I want to have wrestlers on my show, but I also want to have fans to share their opinions and 
to discuss pro wrestling with me. Because I want to give my audience the freedom to say what they want and voice their opinion as well as mine. So, if you want to be a guest on my show or you have a sports-related podcast, please contact me. And we'll discuss things and we'll do an episode together. But please contact me. Okay, guys. We have a good bit to talk about today. I want to talk about the Hills of All Elite Wrestling, AEW. I want to talk about the bad guys. For those of you who may not know what a heel is in pro wrestling, a heel is the villain. A heel is somebody that the fans boo. A heel is the bad guy. And honestly, I love the heels. I know you're supposed to love the baby faces, but me, honestly, I'm a fan of the heels. I've always been a fan of the bad guys in wrestling. Just for some reason, you know, the heels, they've always clinged to me. And I want to talk about the heels and all elite wrestling on this episode. Because honestly, I don't know what to think. I've been watching all elite wrestling from time to time. I'll be honest, I don't watch it every week. But I do try to catch up on it. Honestly, if I had to give my opinion, I think NXT is a better brand, but that's just my opinion. Do I think All Elite Wrestling could be better? Of course. Do I think NXT could be better? Of course. But there is something about All Elite Wrestling that rubs me the wrong way. And it's the fact that the heels just don't seem like hills to me. They don't act like hills. And I'm not speaking for everybody on the roster. I'm not talking about everybody on the roster. But there's some guys on the roster that I just... I, I can't get into. You know, when you think of hills in pro wrestling... You think of the bad guy, somebody that wants to get heat, somebody that wants to piss the crowd off. Why? Because that's their job. And honestly, with all elite wrestling, they just don't do it for me. And like I said, I'm not talking about every heel on the roster. There's just a few of them that that are main stars and are being pushed when really they're they're being pushed as these bad guys but yet they don't act as bad guys it's, it, it must be hard to get heat today in pro wrestling as a heel now this could be because there's no audience I mean of course right You don't have fans to boo you out of the arena. 
you don't have fans in general. So, yes, I could see why heels can't get over and in the world of pro wrestling today because you definitely need fans. But in today's society of pro wrestling, even though there's not fans, there's always social media. There's always Twitter. And with this whole pandemic going on, no, we don't have people in the arena. But social media has been very active. Social media has been the voice for pro wrestling fans in the last year or so. And even before the pandemic. People love to voice their opinions on social media. So yes, there may not be fans in the arenas. But the heels of all elite wrestling are are, you know, they're using social media to get heat and the fans are voicing their opinions on social media, whether they like it or not. Whether they like the product or not is what I'm trying to say. And honestly, the way I see it, Yes, it's hard for heels to get over nowadays. But when I look at WWE and I see certain heels getting over without fans, and I, I see some not getting over, to me, there there is... There is this thing. You know, you want the fans in the arena. But, honestly, with the fans out of the arena, it gives the hill more time to have a promo, more time to focus. You know, because it's quieter. Like WWE, they have the Thunderdome. I mean, it's not like a jam-packed arena, but it's something. You could still hear fans booing on the monitor, cheering or whatever. But with all elite wrestling, I've noticed that the heels are struggling without fans. I mean, I don't know if it's creatively or if it's just or, or 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 what it is because you know, back when they had fans in the arena it, it seemed like heels were getting over more when when the arena was packed. Now, I remember when Ollie Wrestling first debuted, how big it was. And yes, Ollie Wrestling is still drawing ratings. 
they're beating NXT still. I, mean, I think it's been a back and forth between NXT and All Elite Wrestling. But it's still... It's still popping. It's still one of the top brands in professional wrestling. But like I'm saying, I, I just feel it's harder for guys like MJF or Chris Jericho or Kip Sabian or Miro for that matter to get over without fans in the arena. I really shouldn't add Chris Jericho to that list because Chris Jericho has been over for many, many years. Chris Jericho really doesn't have to try to get over as a heel because whether you like it or not, Chris Jericho is always going to be over with the fans. It's Chris Jericho. I mean, come on, whether you hate him or whatever, but he doesn't have to try to get over. He's already over. But when you have a young stars like MJF, who, in my opinion, was once considered a top heel in the company, he, you need fans in the arena. That's why I say I think the hills are struggling to get over. And I, I think the creative booking and all, all, all your wrestling is hurting the hills. And I say this because do they even care anymore? Because what I'm seeing are the hills of all, all elite wrestling not acting like hills. They're not trying to piss the crowd off. They're not trying to piss the audience off. I mean, I get they're trying to entertain us at home. But they're not getting any heat. We're not really taking them serious as heels because it's more of a comedy show than it is professional wrestling, is what I'm seeing anymore. If you remember a few months ago when MJF and Chris Jericho had that Broadway dance musical segment on All Elite Wrestling how bad that was. Now, it's a good thing there was no crowd in the audience because I don't see how that would have gone over with the crowd. Now, social media, there was very mixed reviews. But if this is how you're getting your heels over in professional wrestling, then I would change the channel because that's not how you get heels over. And I am surprised that they even have MJF and Chris Jericho still working together after that segment because it was so horrible. Now, obviously... AEW recovered from this, but what I'm seeing lately is just the same, the same BS from this company. When we were promised something new, something better, something fresh, and in the beginning, when you had 
all weight wrestling when it first debuted. People saw this as big competition for other companies like WWE, like TNA, which, well, I shouldn't say TNA because that's, they're not even talked about, but, um, back when AEW first came about, man, it, it was talked about, people were excited, and I remember when it first debuted on TV, it reminded me of back in the Attitude Era days, because it wasn't as PG as WWE. All Elite Wrestling, they bended the rules a little bit more. They bended the rules in their first few episodes more than what you would see in any other wrestling promotion. And I think the reason WWE was struggling in the beginning was because of how AEW's product was presented in the beginning. I mean, we saw chair shots to the head, which you don't see in pro wrestling anymore, especially in WWE. You barely see that because of with all the concussions. We saw barbed wire matches. We saw this. We saw that. It's just stuff you don't see in WWE. Or at least you don't see anymore. Now, WWE has winded down to a more kid-friendly show, but AEW, it was the top of the food chain, man. But now what I'm seeing is just, it's, it's unbelievable. Now, I thought the MJF segment, the Chris Jericho segment with the whole musical thing I thought that was bad but then all white wrestling they go out and they do this program with the inner circle and and they go out and do this hangover parody I think they were in Vegas I don't know but it, it was for a whole episode and I'm thinking okay I didn't think it could get any worse but man when I saw that whole segment I thought it really can get worse. It really can get bad. And I'm surprised that MJF is is as over as he is because of these segments. I mean, the type of stuff they're doing in all, all elite wrestling, it wouldn't last 10 years ago, 20 years ago. It wouldn't last back then and I'm surprised they're getting away with it I don't know who's booking this and it's somebody a veteran like Chris Jericho somebody like that that's putting up with this nonsense week after week I'm surprised he's even willing to do any of this MJF was once considered one of the top guys in the company, the top heel. But these backstage segments with Jericho, give it a break, man. Give it up. He was better off as a singles competitor by himself than ever aligning with Chris Jericho. And that was before... The fans left the arena. 
he was over then. And he would probably still be over as a heel if he didn't do these segments with Chris Jericho. Now, like I said, it's a shame what what all elite wrestling is doing. They're hurting themselves. The heels are not taken seriously. It, I, I've said before it's a comedy show because you see Chris Jericho on there dressed up as Jake Hager and Sammy Guevara. You see these hangover parodies, these Broadway segments. That's not how a heel is supposed to present itself. Present himself, I'm sorry. Is, is this how we get heels over nowadays? So when I, when I look back at these segments, I think, man, how is this company thriving? And then I'll tune in maybe next week or, or a week before that, and maybe they'll do a little better. But then another week goes by, and it's the same, same BS. It's like a roller coaster. It's up and down, up and down. One one week I like it. One week I don't even want to watch it. Because of how bad these segments are. How bad these storylines are. The matches themselves aren't horrible. I will say that. All Elite Wrestling, they do know how to put on good matches when they want And I am enjoying the John Moxley storyline. I, I do think that's cool. I do enjoy FTR. They were one of my favorite tag teams in WWE is the Revival. But it's just the, the bullshit segments that they have these hills in. It's, it's going to kill the company. P- people will turn on this. And I I tune in and I see these segments and I ask myself, you know, why do they continue to do this? What will they do next? So then the other day I tune into All Elite Wrestling and I see the wedding of Kip Sabian and Penelope with Miro, a.k.a. Rusev, as the best man. Now, they've been dragging this storyline on and on for months now. And I was not surprised to see this segment when this should have been done months ago. They could have had the wedding months ago. And saved us some time from watching this garbage. But they decided to do this segment. Um, Father James Mitchell was the the one officiating, and it was it got creepy. It was weird. I will say it was weird. Miro standing there the whole time, 
it, it lasted too long. It lasted way more than it should. And then it, it ends with Miro being shackled or something to the to the to the rope or whatever. Which honestly I don't I don't I didn't see no shackle. Um out of nowhere he was just shackled. I don't know if I missed that part or what, but this segment was way too predictable. Um, if you look at past weddings, if you look at past weddings in pro wrestling, you pretty much know how this is going to play out. This was so awful. It was too predictable. We all knew how this was going to go out. The only exciting part about this segment was James Mitchell officiating because you never get to see James Mitchell anymore. For those of you who don't know who James Mitchell is, look him up. He was in TNA as a business manager. He's a he's a good manager. He he was, you know, back in the day. Why he would get involved in segments like these, I don't know. But it ends up with Orange Cassidy jumping out of the cake. Which, you know, big surprise there, right? Like nobody saw that coming. But it was just a god-awful segment. And the only person I really feel sorry for, I, I do, but I don't, is Rusev, is Miro. This guy leaves WWE to go to AEW. Now, he said before he left for all wrestling that... WWE treated him bad, that he was in bad segments or bad storylines or whatever. And, you know, you know, before Rusev left, or excuse me, Miro, before Miro left WWE, he was in this storyline with Lana and Bobby Lashley. Which is no different than the Kip Sabian Penelope storyline that he's in now. Now the storyline with Bobby Lashley and Lana that was horrible. It it should have ended long ago. But Miro went on Twitter saying how oh, this is the best segment ever. You know Lana was so over at the time, which he claimed she was, but she wasn't. Um, honestly, couldn't wait for that storyline to end. But it lasted way longer than it should. But then I look to this storyline he's in with now with Kip Sabian. And Miro, you know, was saying that he he wasn't being used properly in WWE. But then I look, I look and see AEW doing the same thing to him. They're not using him properly. They're not using him as a heel the way they should. And honestly, if I'm Miro, how can I be happy in this company with BS segments such as that? Now, he's been the best man to keep Sabian for a good while. Much longer than he needed to be, right? It just really makes me wonder where he is going to end up. 
down the line. Now, I do feel a baby face turn coming for Miro because I feel as if he will feud with Kip Sabian somewhere down the line, but I don't know. They are teasing it. They did tease it this past Wednesday on Dynamite, but will it happen? Or will Miro be stuck in this storyline? What will be the big payoff for Miro is the question. Will he be taken seriously as a heel? What can AEW do differently that WWE didn't do with Miro? Because what I'm seeing now is nothing much different than what I've seen from WWE. I mean, honestly, in, in his career in WWE, yeah, towards the end, he was treated pretty badly, but if you remember back when he had the Rusev Day gimmick, he was over. He was over with the fans. I mean, the Rusev Day stuff, that was really big for his career. I think that was the biggest push he ever received. And even before the Rusev Day stuff, when he was a heel, when he first debuted on the main roster, he was over as a heel. And I think he was a pretty good heel with the whole, you know, Russian gimmick, the uh, Bulgarian brute gimmick. And then he shaves his head, becomes Rusev Day. And, and back then, you know, Lana was even over as a heel. Why they chose to split them up and, and put them in their storyline with Bobby Lashley, I don't know. Because it didn't do much for Lashley. Honestly, Lashley is is killing it as a heel right now in the Hurt Business. But the whole storyline with Rusev, man, it was horrible. But what I'm seeing from All Elite Wrestling is, is nothing more different than what I've seen in WWE. The only difference I, I really see is the fact that, yes, he's not being treated as a heel properly. But WWE, they did put Rusev in matches. And what I'm seeing from All Elite Wrestling is that you barely see Rusev wrestle. You barely see him in matches. So how can they expect these heels to get over when you don't see them in action? You can put him in as many segments as you want, but when you don't have him in the ring physically, you can't expect them to get over. Now, yes, it is possible for heels to get over without in-ring competition, but they would be more over as heels if you put them in the ring. They're, they're lacking with, with Miro right now. This is not going to benefit him in the long run unless they turn him babyface or something. Or unless they, you know, take him seriously as a heel and he just he gets away from Kip Sabian and they give him a big singles push. Honestly, right now, the only top heel I see is Kenny Omega. And that's not just Kenny Omega himself that I, because I think he's a top heel. It's because he has Don Callis by his side who has taken 
more of a, a Paul Heyman type role. Hell, I even think John Moxley would be a good heel. Not now. I mean, he's he's in the babyface role, but you know, somewhere down the line, he would be a good heel. I think somebody like Pac, you know, Neville, he was a good heel as, as a cruiserweight. I think all elite wrestling, they could do something with him in AEW. Like I said, Jericho. He, he's he's already over. Now I don't care for the stuff he's doing now, but you can't get more over in all elite wrestling if you're Chris Jericho. He he's always going to be over with the fans with with everybody. He doesn't have to try. He's paid his dues in pro wrestling. He doesn't have to accomplish anything anymore. I don't like what he's doing now because I don't see what it's doing for the younger talent. It's it's not putting guys over like MJF. It's not helping guys like Orange Cassidy. Um, or Wardlow or... Or Santana or Ortiz, I think that's their names. Um, <laughs> you know, the Inner Circle, Jake Hager, you know, what's it doing for those guys? Because this whole Inner Circle stuff, you know, Chris Jericho, he just can't, he just can't be taken seriously no more. Ever since that whole feud with Orange Cassidy, it's just been an uphill battle for him. But before that, he was over. I think when he was a W world champion, he was more over then than he is now because he was world champion. But I also think he was more over back then because they had a crowd. And Chris Jericho works well in crowds. That's why I say I think Hills nowadays, they are struggling to get over without fans. Because you need those fans, you know, for their reactions. You need fans booing you. The baby faces, you know, they can get over. I don't see baby faces struggling. Because everybody, you know, they're going to cheer the baby face. But it's the hill's job to get people to boo them. But when I see Hills not acting like Hills and doing comedy segments like the, you know, the Hangover parody and the the, the, the Broadway dance, that's not how Hills get over. And people, you know, talk about the WWE product and how PG it is and how bad it can be. But when I'm looking at this, and I compare all elite wrestling to NXT, and think, man, if NXT would pull some of this, how bad it would be. But I see more hills in NXT getting over in that company than I do in AEW.
Now, I don't know how AEW drew their ratings like they did. I mean, Edge returned this past Wednesday on NXT. And then you had the wedding with Kip Sabian, which I guess AEW pulled more ratings than NXT last week, which is a surprise given that Edge had returned. And people would rather tune in to see a wedding of nonsense than a, re a returning Edge who hasn't been in the company for 10 years. I'm not I'm not hating on the fans that watch this product. It but it it infuriates me when I see this and I compare wrestling to how it was back in the day when heels did heel shit. Because you just don't see that no more. Now I get the environment in pro wrestling is changing. I get it. But bad guys have to be bad guys. Seeing Chris Jericho dress like Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager was, was goofy to me. Um, seeing that whole musical, I, I just, I don't understand. I, mean, I hope he's getting paid good money to do this because this wouldn't fly in some other company. And who's to blame but Tony Khan for putting this out, for letting this happen? If you want your company to beat WWE and NXT, then build a better product. I think Tony Khan needs to focus on, you know, building his brand. And he needs to quit being a fan. I get it. You know, you, you want people to watch your product. But I would, I would change my writing team. <laughs> I, I would uh, do something with that because, man, who is writing this? Is it Tony Khan? Who is approving these segments? This is not pro wrestling. This is comedy. A comedy club. And I see... It seems like Tony Khan is more of a fan than he is a promoter. Than he is a businessman. And if Tony Khan... Would hire people that actually watch the product... Instead of hiring Hollywood writers that write scripts and comedy scripts or whatever, not saying, you know, he has, but from what I'm seeing, it's like a comedy club. It's like he's, there's a bunch of comedians in the ring as heels. I get it, you want to entertain us, but this is pro wrestling. We want to see the bad guys versus the good guys. 
we want to boo the heels. And it, it's just a shame. Honestly, I think one of the top heels in the inner circle stable could be Wardlow. The guy has power. The guy has strength. But like I said, being in this inner circle with Chris Jericho, what is it doing for guys like that, like Jake Hager, Wardlow, Sammy Guevara? Especially young talent like Sammy Guevara, who, you know, yes, it's cool to have Chris Jericho, you know, by your side. Yes, it's cool to work with a veteran like that. But when you have these comedy skits, these comedy storylines, nobody is getting over. And Sammy Guevara, I mean, he's, he's done some work. I mean, he's done things. He's had heat with the whole business with Matt Hardy, you know, and the chair shot that bloodied him and, and stuff. But Sammy Guevara can get over as a heel, in my opinion. Sammy Guevara is talented in the ring. Sammy Guevara doesn't need Chris Jericho. I don't think Wardlow needs Chris Jericho. You know, Santana and Ortiz put them in the tag team division without the inner circle. And like I said, MJF, who w was benefiting more when he was away from Chris Jericho, take him out of the inner circle. Let him be a hill. Maybe give Chris Jericho some time off to build his physique back up because right now, he looks like a bloated Steven Tyler. <laughs> I mean, I like Chris Jericho as a heel. I like him as a pro wrestler. But he's going downhill. I mean, he has nothing left to accomplish in the world of pro wrestling. But his physique is getting bad. I mean, he, he really let himself go. He could still perform at a decent level sometimes. The last few matches I've seen of Jericho were pretty bad. I will be honest. But I mean Jericho is getting over. He doesn't perform at the high level he once did in his younger days. Just like everybody. But when I look at the physique of Chris Jericho. I mean I, I see him slower in the ring. That's to say it's time to hang up the boots. You know. It would be nice to see Jericho in a comedy role. A commentary role, excuse me. But I don't, I don't see Jericho wrestling much longer. A couple more years, maybe two years at the most. A year if he stays healthy. He doesn't need to wrestle at this point. He can manage guys like Kavara. Or Hager. He doesn't need the wrestle. He's already over. He's accomplished everything there is to accomplish. And pro wrestling. He's 
AEW World Champion, former World Champion of WWE, Intercontinental Champion. He's won it all, Tag Team Championships. Maybe this run with Jake Hager in the Tag Team Division, maybe that will be the end. Maybe he wants to accomplish this one thing and be done. But he does not need to wrestle. I would like to see him be a manager for the younger talent. We see people like Taz taking over the manager's role. You know, totally Blanchard. We see guys like that. Arn Anderson. Jake the Snake Roberts. Why not Chris Jericho? I think he'd be a good manager. He's good, he's good on commentary, too. He could be a producer. Maybe even take a writer's role. Because I, th I think that's what pro wrestling lacks. Is the fact that they hire so many Hollywood writers that don't watch the product when they could hire, you know, fans that watch the product and can say, hey, this is what we want to see. But they focus too much on hiring people that are actual writers and don't watch the product and then they give us these bullshit storylines. Hire somebody that works in the business, that works in the pro wrestling business and knows what the fans want to see. When they could hire guys like Arn Anderson and Jake the Snake Roberts, um, you know, guys like that who know the business, who could take a backstage role. Maybe that's something Tony Khan should look into because the current product he's, he's given now is just laughable. And when I see the comments on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, People don't want to see this. People are turning against this. This company is turning into what TNA used to be. TNA is, well, basically what TNA now is, is what I should say. Because TNA is a laughable company. I've heard TNA has gotten better. But with the whole storyline, with the whole murder mystery thing in TNA, was, it was horrible. So I, it, that tells me it hasn't gotten better. And it's still the same. And if AEW doesn't get it together, they will turn into TNA. But what makes me mad about Tony is that we are promised something new and this is what we get. I don't think WWE will struggle for ratings because of the product that AEW is putting out. Now I know if the tables were turned and WWE did something like this, I, I could just see the outrage. But, like I said, man, these hills, they got to find some new opportunities, some new ways to get over because what is going on now, it's just bad. And I want to go back to Wordwell for a second. Because I, I think he could be really something if he broke away from the inner circle and did his thing.
I, I think he could be like a, a dominant force, a dominant hill in AEW. I believe Brian Cage, you know, is a good heel as well. And the only the the, the the tag team hills I think are FTR. I think that's a good hill. I I believe the Young Bucks are now hills too. Which with with the Young Bucks though, it, even as baby faces and hills, they can get over either way. They're a good team. They're fun to watch, you know. Sometimes, honestly, when they're not doing all that high flying stuff for twenty minutes straight. And they're putting on a match. I think it just depends on who they work with, honestly. Just from what I've seen in the past, I don't know. But the top hills I see that are actually over is Kenny Omega, um, FTR, and that's about it, really. I mean, like I said, I don't watch AEW from time to time. But I, I do see certain guys over as heels. MJF was over as one of the most top heels in the company, but they're they're losing it with MJF. Maybe he what? Maybe he's not as good as everybody thought he was. Did we give this guy too much credit? Because looking at him now, would he make it in WWE? Probably not. Maybe. I, I don't know. MJF is talented, but what I'm seeing now, it, it wouldn't fly in WWE. At least on the main roster. It might work in NXT, but not in the main roster. But to me... You know, FTR and Kenny Omega, they're the only people I see that are actually over as heels. But like I said, I don't watch AEW as much as I do WWE or any other program. I am trying to catch up on it. I will more this weekend. But AEW has the opportunity to put guys like Miro over Kip Sabian. Um, guys like that. And they're not taking these opportunities. And it's, it's, it's a shame for Miro to go from one company to the next and be treated like garbage. But, you know, if you're, if you're the one that's liking this, then okay. If, if you're happy, whatever. But that, that's, I don't know. It's crazy, though. It really is. To see... Miro, you know, complain about one company, go to the next, and be stuck in the same type of storyline. To go from one wedding storyline to another, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, honestly. But AEW, to me, it's a comedy act. A comedy club. Because from what I'm seeing in NXT, I, I think the heels in NXT are more over now than the heels in AEW. And, and, and 
And I don't know. There could be more hills over in AEW. But the ones that get my attention the most are the ones that I mentioned. The ones that stand out to me. But AEW, like I said, they need to readjust and reevaluate the rule. They need to start fresh and rebuild themselves. I mean, this comedy stuff, people might enjoy it, and it may be entertaining. But will this benefit the Hills? What is this doing for the company? What is this doing for the stars? It's, it's not doing much. But, I mean, there's guys that are already over in the company that don't need to be over. Like I said, with Chris Jericho, he's already over. But the whole inner circle group, to me, is just, it's, it's not benefiting nobody. When guys like Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager can go off and have their own career. Go on a singles run and, and, and be decent hills. And also, I want to point out that I think the women's division, I think Britt Baker's an amazing hill. And she's another one that stands out to me, and she just popped in my head. That's why I'm mentioning her. And there's there's this young lady named Abaddon. I believe that's her name. And I, I think with the right proper booking, she could be a good hill. Scary as hell, but she could be a good hill. If they let her cut promos and we see something from her in the ring a little more than what we're seeing. Brandy Rhodes is somebody who they could turn hill. Um, but to me, Kenny Omega stands out as a hill because of his recent work with John Moxley. And I think with Don Callis, I think that benefits him more as a heel. And I also think that pairing him up with the Good Brothers, I think that that will benefit him more as a heel as well. And it benefits the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, because not only are they signed to Impact Wrestling, but them appearing on AEW, that's even better for them. And I don't know whether Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows are signed AEW, I don't believe so. But I do know that Impact Wrestling and AEW have some sort of an agreement. Some sort of deal where they are working together. Now, like I've said, I feel like that benefits Impact Wrestling a little more than does AEW. Because Impact Wrestling doesn't have much to offer. Now, some could say Impact Wrestling is taking advantage of AEW, and that very well could be. 
because Impact Wrestling, as you know, they've been struggling for ratings. They're not in, in the discussion. When you talk about pro wrestling, you talk about companies like AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, which Ring of Honor to me should be talked about more. I think Ring of Honor should be up there because Ring of Honor is ama an amazing company that's built stars like Joe Punk, AJ Styles, guys like that. Which I don't know why Ring of Honor is not talked about. Like I've said before, I, I really do think it should be more than an hour long. But Impact Wrestling, to me, it's went downhill. Ever since Anthem, you know, bought it out and, and Jeff Jarrett sold it, it's gone downhill. So this whole pairing with Impact Wrestling and AEW, it, it benefits Impact more than anything. Because AEW, they really don't need Impact Wrestling. They have the talent. They have Eddie Kingston, who who I believe is, is another good heel as well. I, I think... Next to Kenny Omega, Eddie Kingston is one of the top heels they have. Which I believe Eddie Kingston's a heel. I could be mistaken. He was a heel last time I watched it. I don't know. But I do believe Eddie Kingston is a heel. Eddie Kingston's one of the best talkers in the business. One of the best talkers on the roster. I shouldn't say in the business, but he is one of the best talkers they have in that company. He could definitely be a W World Champion. That's a guy that with his mic skills alone could get over with the crowd. I mean, his promo he cut backstage at the Brody Lee episode, the Brody Lee tribute episode. That was a good promo. It wasn't really a promo, but it, you, you can tell the guy has passion. And when he's out there cutting promos on the mic... If there was a crowd in the arena, they would be cheering this guy. Even even as a heel, they, they would love this guy. Because he, of, of his promo skills. The guy could cut a promo. And I've always been a fan of guys who can cut promos. And Eddie Kingston, he can cut a damn good promo when needed. Now, I'm not a big fan of his matches. I mean, his matches are decent. Because they do put them in all those type of stipulation matches. Which with those kind of matches you do. It's very repetitive. You do see the same thing over and over again. The match he had with Moxley I don't think was that good. Um, there were some spots in the match I didn't like. But you know, that's past so we won't get into that. But if they would put Eddie Kingston in more singles matches. And let him cut promos like he, he's doing. He would be over. Because the dude can work. I would love to see him and Kenny Omega go at it. Not right now because, you know, Omega is, is the heel of the company right now. But later on down the line, you know, I would like to see Eddie Kingston... And Omega go at it. There's a lot of potential matches for that. But we've also seen Eddie Kingston good on commentary. We've seen him on commentary a few times and he's killing it. I'd love to see him on NXT, honestly. 
I think at one point they were going to sign Andy Kingston, but they, they never did. I don't, I don't know what happened to that, but... I'll look into more 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 of that, actually. But like I said, man, AEW they got to do something. They got the talent. They just gotta you know reboot themselves and come back and fix their mistakes and get these hills over like they need to be. Better booking is the key. Better storylines, better writing. Quit with the bullshit segments and. Give us some pro wrestling. Give us some decent villains. We want to boo. But yeah, man, I want to thank you guys for listening. I thank you all for listening to my show every week. I will be taking a week off to just relax and readjust. So I'll be coming out with a few more episodes. and not Not next week, but the week after. So stay tuned and keep listening. I do have so much more in store for this podcast. I will be getting guests soon, so stay tuned, guys. Thank you all for listening. God bless and have a great night.